listening to Archer Radio. Today is Thursday, December 10th, 2020. And on this episode of Archer Radio, we're having a gangbang. And joining me tonight is Nelsa. Hi, Nelsa. Hi, Archer. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. We also have the Faye driver who's getting a glass of wine. Are you with us, Faye? I'm here, just in time. (laughs) Good, perfect. Just in time for wine. Thank you for joining us. And we also have Doc Stone, Wes Stone. How are you doing, Wes? Good, thank you for having me. Excellent, thank you for being here. Have you all enjoyed your um, uh, Thanksgiving holiday and you're past that now on into Christmas? I still have gravy I need to throw away. (laughs) Oh, you still have gravy? (laughs) It's in a it's in a Tupperware that I haven't wanted to go into and throw out. <laughs> oh, you may not want to go into it now. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Tupperware. <laughs> I've yeah. done that if it wasn't so expensive, you could throw the whole thing out. <laughs> I've done that before where I just don't even want to open the thing up anymore and just chuck it out. <laughs> you need to get those disposable ones. Yeah. Well, tonight I thought we would talk a little bit about Christmas, but also about the uh, COVID and what's been going on with that lately. I don't know about your state, but um, the, I live in the city of District of Columbia and our numbers are going up and our positivity rate, I think is like 6% and we have more deaths and stuff. Not crazy numbers like some places, but like, okay, so yesterday we had four four deaths. I mean, I, that's like nothing compared to other cities, but um they just announced the vaccine, and I was wondering if any of you are going to take the vaccine, you know, when it comes at your way. See, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nothing I would, believe in Yeah, I, definitely. Nothing would keep you from uh, taking it? Um, not that I could think of right offhand. Like, I think at my age, I... I'm past like worries, like usually with like medications and vaccines, it's like you won't get pregnant or you'll, if you're pregnant, you can't. So I'm not in any of those arenas. So I mean, it's not going to be the worst thing I put in my body. Okay. Faye, you had your hand up. What did you want to say? I don't really want to be the first person to take the vaccine, (laughs) but I think, you know, by the time it comes around to me, uh, it'll be months and they'll have identified the, the higher risk groups. Like they've already sort of warned that the people with bad uh, allergies or, you know, significant allergies shouldn't be taking it. So um, after they've, you know, figured out some of the hazards of it, I, I would definitely take it. Yeah. I'm, I agree with you there because um, that was one thing that did come out today is people who have, High um, allergic reactions to things are encouraged not to take it right away. What about you, Wes? What are you thinking about the vaccine? Well, the only thing that would prevent me from getting it is if suddenly they uncovered some un, you know, unknown health risk that came up uh, from people that took it. This people, you know, if people started having a reaction, that could be the only thing that I would think of. But I'm not even certain of when it might come, might might be available for me to take because they haven't really announced exactly how they're going to distribute it. Well, they've said that the first round is going to the health workers, the uh, 
first responders, the people who are on the front lines of this COVID thing. And then right. the second was going to be um, elderly people in um, uh, retire, or, um, assisted, li- assisted living facilities and things like that. Right. So when you think about when it gets down to like the regular people like us, we're probably not going to see it until like April or May next year. Right. That's what so I'm that's, thinking. That's what I mean. Like they don't have a deadline or a timeline to say, okay, now people should come in. And where do you get it? Do you get it like at your CVS? Do you get it at a hospital, I guess? Do you have to? I don't know. That's a good question. Like I'm assuming that yeah. I would just, cause I'm a Kaiser patient. I would just go to Kaiser and have them right. administer right. it. I don't know. But now the it might CVS? be. Oh, I'm sorry. No, what'd you say? I didn't hear you. The, the CVS that I went and got my flu shot at, they give like multiple different shots. Yeah. Like for like, I think there was like 15 different things, things that I'd never heard of. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, and they're like, you can pick up to three. And I'm like, I just want a flu shot. <laughs> was it for free? Yeah. My okay. work pays for it. I think the vaccine should be free as well. But now Faye is in Canada, which is a completely different uh, system. So mm-hmm. he, what is what is your situation with the vaccine? How would you know you're going to get it or whatever? Yeah, our <clears throat> our health authority here for British Columbia um, has already laid out a plan about who's going to get it. I don't know that we have the I don't know that the timelines are specified, but there's definitely a list of who's first and and next in line and, and by what order people are going to be getting it. So um, I know that, uh, you know, it, they don't expect to have the entire population of British Columbia vaccinated until probably September of 2021. So Yeah, which which leads me to encourage everyone to stay on the masks, keep wearing your masks, keep doing all the social distancing. I'm very concerned that people are going to be, uh, yeah, the the vaccine's coming. I don't need to wear my mask anymore, right? And for for the greater population, it's going to be months away still. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that, and. I have to think when I think about the numbers that are coming out now because I, I look at the graph on Washington Post every day. And like today alone, it was like 230,000 new cases just today. Six months ago, when we were back in March or April, it was like 3,000 cases a day. And we were all panicking then. And and in, in, D, in D.C., we couldn't even go out to restaurants or anything. But now we've got all these, you know, hundreds of thousands of cases a day. And everyone's going to restaurants. Everyone's, you know, going to bars, you know mask mandates, all this kind of stuff. Why, why have we not, you know, hunkered down and said, okay, this is, we, we need to have another like nationwide lockdown of like two weeks minimum where everyone stays mm-hmm. in your house and you don't go anywhere for two weeks. People are selfish. People are very selfish. selfish. You're right. They, they're honestly, it's, and a lot of it just has to do with how, I don't want to say like the kids were raised because I don't even think it's the kids. It's just a very much a, how does this benefit me? Oh, it doesn't. I'm bored. I'm, you know, I don't want to be inside. I want to go part. Like it's all very me mentality and not for the greater good. So I don't think that even if there was the national mandate, I don't think that everybody would follow it. And I think that it would still be a problem. Yeah. But what about this? Okay. So, 
you're saying that about a national mandate, but if the national mandate was given to us by a, um, an assuring, confident President Biden, as opposed to a President Trump, wouldn't you feel the confidence and feel the, the uh, seriousness of it and maybe actually do a little bit more to bring it down? But I think as a person who is politically leaning towards Biden, yes, of course. But I was I've been in my house since March. Yeah, I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't done anything other than watched the kid that I've been watching since before everything happened. And that's it. I had to go to work today for the first time in nine months. And I was I like a mass like, don't come near me. I want to hug everybody, but don't come near me. It. Why I'm like one in? of the, um, I had to get a laptop Oh, okay. because we were, we were not prepared for work from home at all. Right. Yeah. They, they were saying, oh, we'll send you home at the end of March. We'll get stuff together. And then somebody in my office tested positive and they were like, get the fuck out. Yeah. So they're just now getting to the point where they're like, here's some equipment. <laughs> Let's well, there help was a laptop shortage suddenly after everyone went home and you couldn't get a laptop to work. Yeah. The CEO of my company oh. is actually pals with the CEO of Dell and was trying to like call in favors and nothing. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people have been listening and staying home and, and doing their best, but People just don't care. They're like, no, I've done enough. I'm not sick. I'm not going to get anybody sick. Fuck everybody else. Well, I hate to say it, but you said earlier about the young people, but um, I've got some um, people who are my age who have children who are in their early 20s. And I know I've mentioned this before. They're going out. They're partying like this. If you look, because I follow their Instagrams and I'm like, how can you be out partying right now? How can you be in New York City? And where do they party at? The, well, like this one girl is going down. to New York City. She lives in Austin, Texas. She's flying around the country. She's constantly out partying and stuff. And when I see her Instagram, I'm like, I cannot hang around you. However, I'm going to her parents' house tomorrow night, uh, Saturday night for dinner. And it'll be outside. But I'm like, if she's there, I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't want to hang around her because she's, you know. Be honest. Well, no, her parents are totally cool because we would eat we would eat out outside on their carport anyway with well, the heaters even, on and stuff. But even if you're uncomfortable, like um, I have not been in Amy's house at all since the pandemic started, and she's been one of those people that have worn the mask, but has very much gone out and done things and been involved in public things. Her parents came over for dinner, and she's like, "Come have dinner with us," and I'm like, "No." I don't feel comfortable. I don't know who you're exposed to. I don't know who your parents are exposed to. Does she have roommates? Like, no, she lives alone. Okay. But she actually goes into the office to work three days a week. Oh. And she was doing like an axe throwing tournament thing for like eight weeks. And it's like, no. And there's pictures of her at the tournament with all of them taking their masks off and a like huge group of like 15, 20 people taking pictures. And no. I'm like, no. <laughs> Faye, Wes, either one of you have a comment? Well, I don't, I'm, I've just like, okay, California has gone back into its uh, lockdown here because the ICU uh, beds have diminished greatly. So, but for me, it's like, I've always been sitting at home basically every day, not doing anything. The only place I will go to is the grocery store 
Um, and then the next risk, riskiest thing that I do is I meet with my friends in the park outside and we each bring a, a lawn chair and we sit outside with our masks and stay six feet apart and we <clears throat> meet for an hour on Saturday uh, Saturday mornings. So that's, well, that's kind of like, cool. You know, the only social thing that we do. Yeah. So, and I'm questioning like, well, now that we've gone on back onto this lockdown again, like, are we are we allowed to meet in the park? And my friend said, well, yeah, you can still go out to the park. You're not allowed, you're not barred from going there. Well, what's the extent of your lockdown? Is it like no eating in indoor restaurants and stuff like that? Or what? what is the... Yeah, uh, all the indoor restaurants have closed. I think maybe even eating outside is closed too now because there's been a lot of that news reports on the on TV, how people are upset over that. Their businesses are really hurting here. They've closed back the... Uh, hairstylists and the nail salons and oh wow um yeah so it's it's like it's gone back to the beginning here see i think we need that in more more places like i think dc is heading for that i i don't know when but i'm sure we are going to be heading towards that and then of course you know a few weeks back our governor got caught eating i know uh, inside at a restaurant recently so gavin newsom should know better as hot as he is he should know better (laughs) A lot of them should know better. They should always assume that there is somebody with a camera just waiting to snap a picture of them doing something wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. We're doing much better here in in Canada and in British Columbia, although not, I mean, not well, but, you know, we're not having these sort of extreme restrictive lockdowns like you might be having in, in California. Um we, but we have less population as well. And, you know, our, I'll just speak to British Columbia. I know that Ontario has had some pretty bad infection rates. Um, and British Columbia has had bad infection rates too. You know, we've been hitting 700 to 900 infections per day in the province. And the province is about, I don't know, it's probably 3 million people, 3.5 million people. Well, so what's your so, positivity rate then? Because that's that's the number they all kind of. Uh, yeah, I don't by. I don't know what it is okay. honestly. Um, I could try to look it up, but um, uh, but so we we have had some stronger restrictions come into place. So now there's no more uh, socializing inside your house. You're, you're now you're only allowed to socialize with people who are in your own household. Um. And we've been sort of sticking to this safe six is the number. So you can you can have a bubble of six people. And if the six of you are are those are the only six people that you're associating with, then you you are allowed to associate with those people, right? Right. So our health authority has said now Christmas is essentially canceled. You can only have Christmas parties with the people that are in your house. Mm-hmm. So you know, for us, that's we're not going to have much of a Christmas this year. We're going to see Mother Anderson, um, but that's that'll be the only people we'll be associating with because Mother Anderson is in our bubble, right? Yeah. Um, so it's getting a little. I mean, there's more restrictions now. Probably the most restrictions we've ever we've had in the entire year. Uh, although restaurants are still open um, and very few things are shut down, it's gyms and and group sports are not happening. 
here. What about your hair salons? You can get your hair cut? Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, let me tell you a little story um, that happened to us last night. So, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that um, my husband and I, when we go out to restaurants, but we only eat outside. Well, last night we had reservations at a restaurant and they only had indoor seating because the temperature was 32 degrees. So we said, okay, we'll go ahead and go inside. We went early enough. We went at 530, you know, like old people do. (laughs) And when we went in there, there was really nobody else in the restaurant. It was just, well, I think there was one other couple, like two tables away from us. So like they weren't even close. But the fact that we were inside made me a little uncomfortable. This is the first time we've been in a a restaurant inside. Uh, Well, no, I guess we've been one other time, but this was, this was a little too close for comfort for me. So we're wearing our mask and the, and the lady, when she takes us to the table, she explains that because of the tight conditions in this restaurant, you have to keep your mask on all the time, unless you're actually taking a bite of your food or taking a drink from your glass, then you got to pull it back up. So, Every time the waitress came over to the table, she was she was very strict. She would stand six feet away and she'd say, um, you know, please put your mask on because my husband was a little like, yeah, I don't want to. He would take it completely off. And I'm like, put that back on, you know, because, you know, the lady told you she's not going to come up to the table unless we both have our masks on. So she would come over and she would stand six feet away and she would ask us the question or whatever and take our order and stuff. Um, it wouldn't really come close to the table, which was, you know, fine. But. Um, as part of this, I, in my order, cause I had fish and chips for my dinner and I, and they usually put it on lettuce on a plate. I asked for her not to put the lettuce on there because it makes the fish soggy on the bottom. <laughs> Very particular eating. So anyway, she said, okay, no problem. She writes it down. And then, you know, somebody else comes out to, to serve the meal. And sure enough, my plate had lettuce on it. And I was like, God damn it. I said, I don't want lettuce because it makes it wet on the bottom. Anyway, she didn't come back to the table for a while. She was a little slow or whatever. I don't know. But, um, so I ate the fish, but the French fries were all wet. And it was just like, I just, this just really pisses me off. So then it was like, she, it took her forever to bring us the bill. And she only had like three tables because the restaurant was not even that full. Right. So I got my mask on the whole time. My food was wet. I mean, I was not happy with the service, right? I know. I can see Nessa's laughing at me because I'm so particular. I'm sorry. It's just like, we'll move the lettuce then. But the lettuce was already wet. It wouldn't matter whether I move it or not. It's wet. I don't like my food wet. And you can move it and be less wet. (laughs) It was still wet. The bottom of the fish was very soggy. Anyway, I, I was mad. My husband's like, just be happy that we're outside. We got to go out tonight and all this stuff. I'm just like, but my fish is all wet. Anyway, so I guess the point of this story is even during COVID, knowing you have to have your mask on, if you have bad service at a restaurant, do you still tip them the same amount because because it's COVID and we know that they need money and all that? I mean, we know restaurants are hurting and stuff. I mean, I, I was telling my husband, I'm like, I'm not going to give her the full tip amount. And he said, you better give her the full tip amount because these people need it. Anyway, so I, I don't know if I was being terribly selfish or terribly, you know, um, self-centered or whatever, but I did not want to give her the full tip. I did, but I did not want to. I mean, should I feel bad? No. And I actually, because I'm, I usually over tip. I, I, 
I will do 25, 30% usually. Okay. Um, but I don't go out now. So like, but I do have my groceries delivered and you, and I tip them and this guy screwed up on my order so badly. Like if you don't have, if you can't find what I order, you're supposed to get something similar. Right. So example, I turkey sausage breakfast sandwich sausage like breakfast sausage he couldn't find it so he got a five pound ground turkey round oh my god it's not even close (laughs) not even and then i needed italian sausage because i was going to make the soup couldn't find italian sausage in the brand that i selected so he bought brats in the same oh god No. And then he, he forgot like three things and it took him a long time. I only tipped him 15%. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't want to tip him at all, but then I felt bad because I'm like, it's COVID. Blah, 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 I blah, know. But- so uh, should we be feeling this bad about, cause I really felt bad that this is, this poor lady is probably, you know, relying on our chips to live because restaurants in DC are not doing well at all. But, and I get it, but they're still part of the job is service. And if they're not doing good service, then I'm I I will still tip, but I will not tip my customary amount. Okay. So hey, you have so your I, hand up. What did you want to say? No, I, I I kind of agree with you, but I I worry about the mental health of these people that have to go to work and work in this extremely risky environment. If you really think about it, this this is a this is a, an outrageous environment to be working in where every person you encounter could be the person who infects you and, and ultimately kills you it's right true yeah um so i any other time i would say you don't you shouldn't tip that person <laughs> or you should adjust your tip by the ratio of what was good and was was what was bad so you know some things can be overlooked but well i should i um, should say that um, when she came, when she finally did come back to the table, she said, how's everything going? And I said, well, you put lettuce, you know, the, whoever, the chef, whatever, put lettuce on the plate after I asked you not to have put lettuce on the plate. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Would you like a new plate? And I was like already halfway done. I was like, no, I'm just, I'll am just, i just eat around it. I'm already you know, eating so, my so food. I will say she did offer, you know, to to fix it. It was just too late. You know yeah. what I mean? So I shouldn't say that I was, that she didn't try to alleviate yeah. the problem. But anyway, go ahead different then that's different yeah i think you should have tipped this person uh, oh i did i tipped we tipped 22 percent. that's what we did so perfect that's I also feel like if you want to if you want that restaurant to stay open <laughs> you kind of have to suck it up i i you know and i think you're right about that but should we feel guilty just simply because it's covid that we should maybe like nessa says you know cut down the tip a little bit but I mean, I didn't, but I guess cut him some slack. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess like coming from my own occupation, granted, I don't have to live on tips. However, I'm still required regardless to provide, if not the same, but better because of COVID. Yeah. So I'm not saying that like, these waiters and waitresses and, and servers have to do backflips, but bare minimum. Come on. Right. And it, it wasn't as if I was telling her later that I didn't want the lettuce. I told her right. when we ordered that right. we didn't want the lettuce. I, and the whole thing I, about I, the, I, having I, to wear the mask and all that, we, we I was totally cool with that because I don't want to get sick either. So 
I kept my mask on the entire time and just pulled it down to eat and pushed it back up. I mean, my husband took his off completely, but he's a different story. I don't want to sound cold hearted because I do believe that the majority of the, like the servers and, and the people in grocery stores and everything are doing their best. But I do believe that there's a percentage that COVID is an excuse to not do their job. Possibly. So, so I'm not, I, I would, that that woman, I'm not really saying that though. That's not really what I'm saying. I just no, I know. I, I'm not okay. saying that that woman in particular, but I have run across people with other stories saying, oh, well, I, I didn't give you that service because, you know, COVID. It's, 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 I just, I feel like some people are using it to an advantage. Okay. Faye, you had your hand up again. I, I would, I would like to say that, um, you know, People are having a very difficult time, and these are very strange times. And I think for for people who go out into the community and are able to have dinners and things, that I think this tipping thing is a very small issue. And it is. I think it's incumbent upon like those of us who can still afford to go out and to support our local businesses. You know, uh, an eighteen percent tip over a twenty-two percent tip is diddly squat really when what you're really doing is you're helping this person who is for essentially is forced to work yes get through their day and working under these conditions so you know although i'm not you know i don't i I tip generously i I wouldn't say i'm a big tipper not like nessa my god but um (laughs) she's rich she's a one but i'm a good tipper (laughs) i'm just just kidding But I think about when I when I go out in the community, I think about wanting to support the the people close, you know, the local businesses and things. And I'm really pissed off about Amazon making billions and billions of dollars. And the not only that, but the environmental impact that Amazon has on the world. Just, you know, I'm going to we're going to ship this package of of toothpicks to you in a in a you know an eight pound box right (laughs) it's true (laughs) uh, you know this is this really hurts my soul when you see this kind of waste and environmental and uh, gasoline and fumes and and people being paid eight dollars an hour to assemble your packages so it really bothers me that amazon has made a killing here because no one wants to go out to the local shop mart and buy their toothpicks. Um, they get it delivered right to their door. So I am a, I don't allow any of us here to purchase things online unless it's absolutely necessary. So we don't use Amazon. I'm anti-Amazon. I'm anti-Walmart. I'm anti um what's the other uh, ebay and all of that although i i have used it and sometimes you're forced to use those those companies but i make ever absolutely every effort to avoid doing that and try to shop locally now sometimes i am forced to shop at the big box stores like home depot and and you know i live in a small town now and the only the the best retailer we have is a walmart so i've had to go to walmart yeah. And it really bothers me. Well, you can see in my background here that I've got Amazon boxes stacked up here. Right. One over here. 
Because I did all of my Christmas shopping on Amazon. Right. We heard about that on your last show. I think so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and your exorbitant headphones, by the I way. I don't think yes. that Amazon is, is such a bad company. It's just that the head of Amazon hords all the money and won't give the workers fair wages. I, I would agree with that. He made like $138 billion. He has like $138 billion, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think there's a good reason to want to use Amazon because they do they have a great business model and a lot of their stuff is, you know, enjoyable to buy. But yeah, it's it's really, it has to be changed at the top level there. To but, yeah, but at what cost? It is a great business model. We don't pay our employees and and... So there's, yeah. If if we were if we got enough people to stop buying on Amazon and it it really took a bite out of the company, what do you think they would do first? They would probably lay off those workers, wouldn't they? I mean, yes, they would. It really hurts the workers in the end. I think, and it would be the part-time workers who would lose their jobs first. Yeah, and they're always lowest on the totem pole. Is there a way to change it with that or to? to make your opinions heard, but not have them go for the lowest paid workers first? No, I, I don't think it's ever going to change now because the pandemic has just now cemented the public's ease of use of this online purchasing and deliver to your door. I mean, no one's going to buy anything now at, at, um, at, mom at a retail store yeah. hardware. So uh, I still would. I guess it depends on what it is, if you can get it easily or not. But, you know, uh, mom and pop sh- shops are disappearing, so you can't even find them. But they're disappearing because of Amazon. Sure, sure. But it's, yeah, I mean, it started before Amazon, too. It started with other big box retailers. Right. Yeah. Like when Walmart comes in and closes yeah, down all the. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Archer, a question going back to the tipping. What is the threshold of dissatisfaction you'd have with a service where you would say, that's it, I am not tipping this person now? What would they have to do to you to say, that's it, no more tip? Well, as I was sitting there at the restaurant, I was already saying, I am not tipping this lady. I am. In my head, I'm like, she totally fucked up. She should have told that chef or who the cook back there, whatever, don't put this on lettuce. You know, I was completely putting it on her. Of course, my husband's sitting across from me, and he can see that I'm steamy, and he can see that I'm mad. And he's, <laughs> and he's like, "Let it go, let it go." <laughs> Just you know, this is not worth it. Just you, the the poor woman is living on on the tips that we're giving her. So you've just you've got to let it go. What if she came back to the table and she said, is there anything I can do? And you said, well, I asked for the no lettuce. And she said, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, <laughs> well, that say? would be totally different. <laughs> if she starts arguing with me, yeah. no tip. I would definitely, you know, my husband and I split the chip though on the bill anyway. So like my half of the chip would not be good, would not be there. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't do it. So have you not ever like say that, say it's a, you're each paying a $4 tip. Have you ever gone, you know, a uh, husband paying four and I'm only going to pay two? Like how, do, how does um, this actually work? How do you? Do you yeah. each give a half a credit card? Okay, so here's process I'll, this transaction. I'll tell you, for example. So the dinner last night was $151 because we had a $63 um, bottle of wine. One percenter. <laughs> Hello, one percenter. <laughs> oh my God. Are you, Who's are you, rich in this situation? <laughs> what? <laughs> the bill was $151. So we both put Permission our. Check? 
Well, and my husband had crab cakes and we had, I said we had a $63 bottle of wine. So that's like half of the, anyway, that wasn't the point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not Adam Burns for God's sakes. (laughs) Adam gets fast food every night. (laughs) That's true. Anyway, so we both put our credit cards in and we say, just split it. So when the check comes back with the split, we figure out what the tip's going to be. And then we split that too. And we, we each add our half onto our bills and, you know, sign it and let it go. A married couple splitting a, a, a bill is, is weird to me. We don't have, we don't have our money together. Our money is very separate. Yeah. Uh, but even still, like when Amy and I were together and we would go out, like one of us would pay one time and another time the other one would pay. And it was never. Well, okay. So <laughs> this is getting going to be worse. I'm so, sorry. You don't have to, it's none of my business, but it's just in all like, relationship situations I've been in, it's not ever I know. like I pay my half and you pay yours. A lot of people are the same way. They either have like a joint account and, you know, whatever. But we've just always done it this way. So after dinner, after that $151 dinner, we went to um, a bar around the corner and they had outdoor seating and we had um, two glasses of wine each and it was $118 <laughs> just for some wow. just for some extra wine after dinner. And again, wow. we, we split it, but the, DC is expensive. If you, I mean, I had a beautiful glass of Pinot Noir from Oregon. I actually had two glasses of it, and it was like twenty two dollars a glass, something like that. But it was so good. Anyway, this is not the point of this conversation. You spent more on your wine than I spent in groceries in a month. Well, I'm sorry. Mm. Don't be. I mean, don't be sorry. Live your life, boo boo. But. That's like I, I ordered those new um a, those new Apple headphones too. Oh. That's how mortgage you want to send that to me. Wow. <laughs> I have to get them first. I felt guilty about buying a, a fifty dollar bottle of brandy at the Bevmo. <laughs> Why like, would that make you feel guilty? If if you have the money and you want to you know splurge on yourself, go ahead. I don't well because I guess I was raised to always be watching the price tags of everything. Okay. So that's interesting because I was totally raised the same way. I was poor when I was little, when we were young, I worked for 31 years and have a great retirement. Why not enjoy it? You know, I agree. I mean, I I understand your point of view and I, I'm not trying to shame you, honey. I am so sorry. That way. Uh, it probably did come across that. I know it did come across that way. I'm so sorry. Just, no, and I'm not trying to brag either. I don't want people to think I'm trying to brag. Oh, no, I don't even take it that way. Like, I'm not taking it as you're bragging. It's just in my mind, because I grew up poor, I hoard money. Oh, and I do I too. I have, I can't believe me, I have a lot of money in the bank. But <laughs> No, I, that's just it. If you're being financially responsible, that's fine. Then, then you're entitled to do whatever you want. Well, of course, you're entitled whether you're not financially responsible, but... I have respect for you. If you, if you are responsible and you want to treat yourself, go for it then. True. Now remember our mortgage is paid off. Yeah. Um, I have a car payment for like another year and then I don't have then any Then I'm bills. buying a Lincoln. No, I would love to buy that Lincoln, but no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but literally I, I really don't have any bills every month except for our condo fee and the cable bill. That's it. Well, that's mm-hmm. awesome then. Yeah, I know. So not? I have a lot of money to throw around and just, I, I wish I was comfortable, like, spending money. Like, I'm not. Oh, like, yeah. Well, you do have to get to that point, yeah. I I, I have fear that if I drop, you know, my, my $200 on whatever, my roof going to cave in. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it'll wipe out my savings, and I'm just like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, audio podcast, look at my face. I know. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> no, and I, I, again, I'm sorry that it came across like. It did not. Not to me, no. And I, I don't want anybody to think I'm bragging. I'm trying. I'm, I didn't mean to come off as bragging it either. I just, I just feel like I'm comfortable, you know? Anyway. And remember, you're in a, you're. Essentially, you're living a double income, no kids situation, exactly. right? So and my husband's still working. He makes you, a lot of money. Oh, okay. Right. So you have you have the means, and the, really, a, a two hundred a hundred fifty dollar dinner is uh, is a fine Friday night dinner to treat. And know what to, to leave it to. So what does it matter? Take that's the other thing, right? You, and you can't leave it behind. Might as well so. spend it. And because I have a fixed income, it keeps coming every month, with, no matter what I do. So <laughs> that's a different interpretation of fixed income, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm saying I don't have to do anything to get it. It just comes <laughs> anyway. I can't stop it from coming. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> this is making me look bad. All right, um, okay. So let's move on to Christmas. Who put up a Christmas tree this year? I very good. Nessa, you didn't do a Christmas tree. Um, I started off with the best intentions and then I got hit with real bad depression and just, well, it's not too late if you, if you come out of it, you know, I mean, I still, I I mean, it's in my, my closet. It's a fake tree. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I mean, I, I, I did Christmas cards. And I, 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 I got your card. Yes. Thank you so much. But you um, didn't put a return address on there, so I can't send you one back. You know what? I didn't do that anyways. You didn't and do I that didn't what? Do I didn't do that on anybody's and it and I didn't do it on purpose. It was I was doing it in between work because it's hard for me to sit after work and do it. Yeah. And and I I was that was my goal, make sure that I got through the cards. And if I did that, then I would be okay. We'll work on the tree, but. <laughs> okay. And Wes, you said you put up a tree? I did. I bought a fake one online, a sight unseen, and it's terribly ugly, but I put it up anyways. Wait a minute. Why, is, why do you say it's terribly ugly? Well, because it, it looks like that that really fake type tree, you know, where the all the little uh, needles are just like those strips of, of cardboard. Shit. <laughs> I yeah, did cardboard. mine in person and I bought it that way. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it tall and thin or what's the shape of it? Yeah, it's a pencil tree. It's a six and a half foot tall tree. But, it, you know, when it's what? It's what it's called, pencil tree. Oh, that's what it's called. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're, they're like tall and skinny ones because I don't have a lot of space in my place. So I still want to be able to get around it when I need to. True. Um, and I tried to find a wreath for the front door, but I guess I'm too late in the season now. I actually went to Home Depot to d- today to look and they had, I don't think they had anything, but I bought a couple of poinsettias. Okay. Well, that's good. And did you decorate it with all your um, Christmas tree ornaments that you've been saving over the years? Uh, I don't didn't have a lot of ornaments, but whatever I had, I put on it. Yep. And Aww. I put on some garland. You know, you're going to have to post a picture on, on your Twitter account now. Oh, is it not on the Twitter? I don't I know. I put it on there. Unless, it, unless I missed it. I may have missed it. <laughs> With Twitter, it's really easy. Well, because if, if you follow so many Twitter people, doesn't sh- it goes by so <laughs> fast. Yeah. I'm finding that Twitter <clears throat> doesn't show me everything that happens like I even agree. to tweets that i respond to or uh, that i might be involved in the thread 
and I'm not seeing other people's responses and you, you got to go hunting for it or something. Right. I think it's really actually weird. it's got the, it's starting to get that same kind of timeline that Instagram has where nothing is in chronological order. And you're like, I hate that. Yeah. Oh, you it's saw a mishmash. It, you saw it on my Instagram post. Oh, like, did I? Maybe that's where yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Apparently I don't what, Can we, West. can we talk about the, the, the mega um, social networks and, Right here. The law, yeah. the lawsuit. Is it blue? Is that a blue tree you're holding up on the screen, Nessa? Oh, it looked blue, but no, the it's oh. uh that's West Stone's tree. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh, oh, that's the November. okay audio podcast. Right, um, <laughs> no one can see it. <laughs> I, I want to talk about the the suit that's been filed against Facebook. Is it Facebook? Where the uh, do you know about it? Can you can you enlighten us? Um, the suit is about, um, well, actually, I don't know what it's about. Is it about the political stuff or about the manipulating, um, businesses? They tried to squash small businesses from posting by promoting the bigger businesses, right? Yeah. By promoting bigger business, I believe. And so they've, they want to break it up now into, so it's like an antitrust suit and it's like a, um, that's it. Yeah. It's it's against because they, it's kind of like a monopoly because it's Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, and they say that they've got a monopoly on social media, basically. I guess, but to me, that doesn't seem like a true monopoly because anyone that wants to start a social media platform can go and start one. Exactly. And so it's not like they've carved, like the old telephone, uh, the days of the telephone where they've carved up the, the neighborhoods and said, okay, you can't go over here. This is our block. And Or like when cable started out, a cable company would be, would have the monopoly in a certain county, let's say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I did a paper on this in my economics class on Facebook specifically. Um, So in the traditional definition, no, they're not a monopoly because yes, there are other um, social media platforms. However, if they are making it, if the, the company in question is making it, making the market not com, com, um, what's competitive, the competitive, competitive. Yes. If they are taking away the competitive part of the market out, then they can be um, told that they need to break up their company and, and stop doing essentially what they're doing. So well, what Facebook is doing isn't technically illegal, but it's not really ethical. So, well, Ethical is a completely different question, True. I think, you know, because True. what people think is ethical is different by person to person, I, I would say. But based on like uh, statistics of users, like Facebook has the market. It's, they have like they, 4 billion users or something like that. Yeah, they like they blow everybody else out of the water and just um, there's not, while other people can come into the market, they won't last because Facebook just has such a control over it. Right, and so neither will they get that many users either. Mm-hmm. Faye, what did you want to say about it? Did you have a, something specific about it? Uh, no, I just wanted to know if anyone knew some some more of the details about to what was going on because is it's a large conglomerate of is it a number of states that have joined like a some sort of class action lawsuit. I thought it was just from um, the government, not necessarily states, was it? Yeah. Usually, um, I thought it was federal. I got it right in front of me. It's just essentially, they've been in court for years. 
uh, just antitrust this, antitrust that. So from what I can tell, there's been two antitrust suits filed. But is it filed by the government or by individual states? It doesn't say. Okay. It just it just says that FTP is is seeking. So it looks like it's government is seeking a permanent injunction in federal court that, among other things, requires the company to divest assets, including Instagram and WhatsApp, effectively breaking up Facebook as we know it. Go so. go go! Yeah. Facebook too big for their britches. Yeah, but right now with the administration that it is with the Trump administration, um, Zuckerberg isn't good with Trump, so I don't know that that's going to. A related article is Trump administration sues Facebook over alleged favoritism for immigrant workers. Oh well, duh. If it's against the Trump administration, they're going to they're going to be mad about it. <laughs> oh, uh, Facebook is trash, and I. Yeah, but we, I have, we, I, I, you know, I want to say, I, I, my, a friend of mine, my good friend who I'm going to dinner at their house on Saturday night, she hates the fact that I'm still on Facebook. She thinks I should be off of Facebook and I shouldn't be giving them any support. Well, I don't spend any money on Facebook whatsoever. So I don't know. You're how, giving them your information much more valuable I know, than cash. But they can send me, you know, ads or whatever. And I'm just ignore all that shit. I don't, I don't click on anything. Unless it's really interesting, but you're 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 an ever changing statistical engine for them. Everything you do is being tracked, and everything you like, and every person you follow, and everything you look at is being quantified and calculated and sold. Okay, that is true. But listen to this. This is something really strange to me. So my husband and I were talking about – I can't think of what it was we were talking about. At dinner – and I'm pointing to the dining room because we were in the dining room talking about at dinner. We were just talking about a subject. I didn't search for it. I didn't go on the computer about it. We just talked about it at dinner time. And then later I go to the computer and get on Facebook and there's an ad for what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yep. I was talking on the phone with a coworker before Thanksgiving about – you know, buying a, a Thanksgiving meal. And we talked about Sprouts, which is a local store here. And then all of a sudden it popped up Thanksgiving dinner from Sprouts. <laughs> Who's listening to us and how are they listening to us? I don't know. Because we but were not on our back- phones. We weren't doing anything. Yeah. It's but the 5G. Back- it's the 5G. <laughs> which my <laughs> phone is on the 5G now, by the way. What Faye said about, you know, because you have a profile and they're there tracking everything you do. From what I understand is that they also are they have profiles on people that don't have memberships. They have information on these these people. They they'll make up a, a profile for you anyways. That's surprising. That's like the the Mormons who are gonna um posthumously uh bless you in your death when you die. Oh God. Is that what they do? They're doing it now. They do it now. They're they're trying to catalog every person who dies, whether you're whether they're Mormon or not. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Oh my God. God bless the Mormons because my family tree hobby. Oh, you got is, some Mormons? <laughs> Mormons keep the best records. Oh, the best. Yeah, they do. No, they actually do. That's true. Yeah. So I've been able to find stuff for my family in their records. So thank you. <laughs> I, I know I'm, uh, we're getting close to 10 o'clock, but I, I do have two more topics I want to talk about. I don't want to rush through them, but. The first one is FOMO. Have you heard of FOMO? Yes. This is fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. So you do things 
so that you don't miss anything. So like you follow on Twitter, you want to you read all the tweets or you get on Facebook and you read all the stuff because you don't want to miss anything. Right. So first of all, is this a real thing, FOMO? And do you fall into it? Um, I can, it is a real thing. Fear of missing out is, is actually a psychological thing that um, has been studied. And also as my job, <clears throat> I'm in advertising and we use that type of language to try and convince people to take action for fear of missing out on something. So, oh, that's yeah, so interesting. at least in the advertising world, I use it. Um, I also am susceptible to it which doesn't make me feel great, but I want to, I want to introduce you into a new term, Jomo, the joy of missing out. There is a growing number of people that will go on social media and look and say, my God, look at all those people, you know, it, at that restaurant, they're not wearing masks. I'm so fucking glad that I am not there. <laughs> Interesting because I think, I don't know if you guys follow Baron Frosty, but sometimes he falls into that, <laughs> um, well, first of all, he does he doesn't like to miss out on things, but I think he also purposely wants to miss out on things. Uh, yeah, there are, are people that want to avoid that type of social crowds or or the rush to be there, at, you know, for Black Friday shopping or anything like that. My grandmother was the type of person who was who had the fear of missing out. She went across the uh, the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge the day that it opened, and she was like one of those type of people that had to be the first. I think she went to Hawaii when it first became a state. Oh, um, wow. She went to Disneyland, whether it, I don't know. My father can't remember correctly if, it, if he was there on the very first day that it opened or if it was, if he was there within like a week or so after it opened, but hmm. he was one of the firsts. Mm. Nessa, Faye, do either one of you fall into that uh, miss, fear of missing out or joy of missing out? <laughs> I, I think both. Um, but I, I have found that as I, my priorities change, I, I don't care so much about what I miss mm -hmm. because I, I've kind of gotten that mindset that if I was meant to experience it or be there, that I would have. So, um, you mean like I, if, if my, you were interested enough that you would go ahead and pursue it? Yeah, it's uh, like uh, I go on Facebook now and I'm only on there for maybe 10 minutes where before I'd be on there for hours. Yeah. Now I just don't care. Like I want to see how certain people are like I'll actively look for certain people, make sure they're OK. And because that's kind of the way I can communicate with those people. And otherwise, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm burned out on it. I think I'm going to agree with you. I, I'm finding myself spending less time on Facebook. But when I do post on Facebook, I get like, you know, 30 people who are liking it or commenting or whatever. It's like because I rarely do it anymore. So that when I do do it, people are like, oh, he's still alive or whatever, you know. So, Faye, what did you want to say? Yeah, I am. I think I am one of these Jomos because I <laughs> definitely – my only social network is Twitter, so I I will admit that I am a a Twitter hound. I guess I need to have my Twitter fix, so I I do Twitter a few times a day to see what's happening. But but that's it. So the only fear of missing out I have is generated from Twitter, and I don't feel as though I'm much of a FOMO candidate. I'm one of these people who is just like, Ugh, I don't want to be anywhere near that place. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like crowds and 
Oh, it's the it's the uh, regular annual. Well, like the you know, pride pride parade is a good example. Yeah. I would like to go to the pride parade and hang out at pride and do more pride events. But at the same time, I like I don't want to deal with the traffic. I don't want to have to get myself <laughs> there. I don't want to wait in lines to get a drink, you know. So I'm like, uh, I'm gonna skip it this year, right? There are I'm enough like negatives that make you not want to go. Yeah, I'm like you, Faye. I want to be. I'm on Twitter all the time because I don't want to miss the breaking news of of everything that's going on constantly. But I don't want to necessarily be somewhere in person and experiencing it. Well, I will admit, Wes, you are definitely on Twitter a lot. Yes, I know. Because <laughs> I can't keep up with you. Even though I try to keep up with everybody, I just, I, I simply can't do it because everybody posts so much stuff and I just can't. But I'm glad that he's so active on Twitter because that's my where I can communicate with him. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yes. There are people that I like genuinely care about that I may not talk to all the time, but I go on social media, look and see what they've posted. They sound kosher. Awesome. I'll move on with my life. Yeah, that's so true. I do now, that with everybody that's on this call. It's like I will go on it and look and see, oh, okay, it sounds like they're doing well. Okay, awesome. And I move on with my day. But I never post anything. I'm only replying to what other people are posting. But anyway. But I still see that you're active. And that's well, true. All I Okay. Well, the reason I bring up the whole FOMO thing is because um, Tuesday, Apple introduced the new iPod or AirPod Max, the AirPods Max, the new headphones. Is everybody uh, familiar with that? Mm-hmm. You're talking about the over-the-ear over phones. Yeah, the over-the-ear phones, yeah. I had the, F, the FOMO, the fear of missing out, that I had to order them right away. I didn't even go to the, I mean, I didn't even like find out about them. I just went to the website and ordered them. And that's, that's the, my problem with apples. I, I have, I feel like when it's something like that, I have You're to You're like it. a kid in the candy store with I Apple. Totally am. I have to have them. So they're coming on Tuesday, but now I'm hearing that everybody else is like 12 to 14 weeks out. So I'm like, I'm going to know before they know. <laughs> and that's the whole you know, FOMO. <laughs> can I speak to this? Absolutely. The- I'm the absolute opposite of you. When something new comes out, I'm like, uh, I, I kind of want to have the ear pods, the wireless ear pods. I think Wes has a pair. I just I have them too. Week. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I, I've been like, they've been out for two years or so, right? Or more. And I'm like, uh, I'll, I want to, I will wait. That kind of stuff. I'm happy to wait for, to hear, just like the the vaccine, I'm happy to wait to see who it's going to kill off and what's going to be wrong with it before I commit to it. And I'll get it later, and I'll probably pay half, you know, less, much less for these types of things. Probably so. Now I'm noticing because people can't see this, but you're actually using the old um, headphones from an uh, iPhone because it's got the microphone with it. Is it is the end a and a lightning connection or the old plug-in three point five jack? You no, know, the old uh, yeah, the old oh my uh, God. <laughs> round jack. Well, that's because my iPad is a sec- I'm an I'm a second generation iPad. Or <laughs> Maybe it's number four. Now, Wes, I'm happy. You know this this it works. The thing is working. It does what I need it to do. Why spend nine hundred dollars on another one? But wait, that's when it comes do to the cars, exact same thing. When it comes to cars, you're not like that, though, right? That's true. So you kind of pick and choose what what you want. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Some things are more important. That's a really good example, Wes, because Faye is into cars. So he will spend his attention and his money on the cars. My 
love is Apple, so I'll spend my money and my you know attention on Apple. So it's a kind of, it's, you know, switching one, one thing or the other, but uh, Wes, I'm curious to you, which Air, um, AirPods did you get, the, the first generation or the second um, ones that are smaller and that have the um, noise cancellation? They have the noise cancellation and the, the silicone tips. Okay, so then you got the AirPods Pro. Yes, that's right. Excellent, because those are great. I, I love them. And those. I think they are great. They sound great. They feel great. The noise cancellation is really great. Um the only thing that it could be a little bit better is the battery life on them. I completely agree. They only last four hours. Yeah. On the new ones, the um, AirPods Max, 20-hour battery life. That's for the over-the-ear headphones. Yeah. Yeah, but that's... They're that's four, $550, too. So. That's great. I, I, I would like to try them, but I wouldn't probably wouldn't buy them. But what would you say is maybe a, another ma- manufacturer's equivalent of that? Would it be Bose? Um, the Sony... Uh, Sony A something or other, because I've watched all the videos about these new headphones and everyone's comparing them to a pair of Sony headphones, Sony A something or other. I can't think of the. And, and what's the price tag on those? Is that's like the same? $228 compared to $550. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, the deal is better for the Sony, but um, I don't care about Sony. It's all about Apple sure. and the beautiful sure. design and the, you know, everything works together so well. What yeah. would you do if they, if Apple ever came out with a car? Would you buy it? I might buy it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really might. That's sad to say, but I might buy it. Depending on how expensive it is, because you know, I, it would probably be beautiful. I'm sure. Oh, it absolutely well would, yeah. and everything would integrate beautifully. Yeah, yeah, you know, with it. And you wouldn't. <clears throat> you probably wouldn't even have to drive it because you would just. Uh, That's get true. It and say, Apple Car, take me to. The $150 dinner spot. <laughs> what she would say is, hey, Siri, take me to. Right. And she right. would drive you there. She'd say, I don't know that's what a- you're talking about. <laughs> that That's another scary thing. There's the integration of technology that we're facing in 2020 and our lives as 2020ians is really scary. Buick has these ads on TV where the they're – Amazon Alexa is integrated into the Buick and it is, it's, yeah. it's not a Buick. It's an Alexa is the tagline in the commercial. Oh, I saw that like, commercial. That, yeah. That is, that's just like the worst possible result for me. Well, here's another example for you in terms of that. So I go into the living room and I say, Hey Siri play. Um, uh, I say instrumental holiday music. She's talking to you. you hear that? <laughs> Because everyone's podcast is playing. Hey Siri, stop! (laughs) Oh my god, it started playing. You did that to my my uh, phone one time when I was listening to your show, and you said that. I'm sorry, but so anyway, when I'm in the living room trying to say that because I got the new um, HomePod Minis, and I made a stereo pair. So when I say Mm -hmm. that. It will come up on my watch. It will come up on my phone. It will come up on the HomePod Minis, and I'm like. Because it's so all integrated, when I say that, they all start playing. Like this one in the office started playing. I'm like, that's that's a bit much integration. And because I have to, so I stick my watch behind my back and I put my phone in my pocket, and then I have to say it to just the HomePod Mini for it to just play there. <laughs> anyway. Wow, what a great technological advancement of convenience for you. <laughs> you gotta put everything in the crack of your ass so they don't activate. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> 
like I remember in the eighties when home automation was a happening thing and the home of the future. You're oh, going to yeah. be able to walk in the as you walk to the front door. The home will already know you're there. I love and, all those old videos that they made talking about that. The, the home, yeah, of the future. and, yeah, and it's actually on, happening. On, uh, YouTube, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're like Adam Burns, every freaking light switch in your house is computer controlled. Like, yeah, I haven't gone that far yet. I thought that was a good idea in 1980. Now I'm like, this is way too much. I mean, especially if people can hack into it somehow, like those ring yeah. devices that happened like a year ago, or the baby monitors in the in the in the kids' rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. All right, moving to a new subject. I have one last question for you, um, because I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I saw this on a YouTube video, and I had never heard about it before. Do you all know what a Platinum gay is. I well, I know what a golden gay is. It may be the same gold thing. Star. What is a golden gay or, or a gold star? That's a person that has never had sex with a woman. But I think a platinum is somebody who has has been born by cesarean section too. Correct. A okay. platinum gay <laughs> oh. is a ma- a gay man who has never touched a vagina. Meaning that they had a they were they were born by a C section and then never touched a woman's vagina in their adult life. I'm afraid Excuse of me. it. <laughs> I will say that my husband is a platinum gay. Wow. Yeah. Huh. But I never heard that before. Have you ever heard that before? I have heard this. Yes. Are you a platinum gay? Heard- no, I'm. I'm not. Wes, are you a platinum gay? No, I'm not. And clearly, Nessa, you're not a platinum platinum. <laughs> you've touched a vagina. I'm sure you've touched your own. <laughs> I mean, it's women can be a platinum lesbian, right? Never, never touch a dick. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But I think Nessa's definitely touched a dick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That Scottish husband of yours had a big one, didn't he? No. No. Oh. No. Anyway. All right. So. Um, Okay, we actually, I want to stretch this a little bit more. What are your plans for Christmas? I'm working. On Christmas Day? Double time and a half. Oh, oh that's why you're oh, doing Good it. for you. Yeah, that's good money. <laughs> money quarter. <laughs> Faye, what are you doing? We're going to have a small, intimate Christmas with the two other people. So it'll be four of us. Are these people in your, in your bubble? In my bubble, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Wes, what will you be doing? I will be at home by myself. I'm trying to figure out what the smallest size prime rib I can buy for one person, like in the supermarket. What's the smallest you can get so I can make it at home? 10 pounds. I was going to say, like 15 ounces or something like that, outrageous amount. Mm -hmm. But Wes, normally you go home, don't you? Do, yeah. My parents said don't come this year. (gasps) Really? They said, it's too risky to fly. I said, I could drive. And they said, no, don't drive. It's eight hours or more to drive. Yeah. So. That's yeah. probably the best. I'm staying home too. My husband definitely is, has already has an airplane ticket to fly home to New Orleans. Um, that Great. worries me simply because he will spend time mm-hmm. in an airport and then on a plane and then in an airport again. And I don't like that, but I'll be here by myself and he'll be in New Orleans with his parents. So. Are you going to get yourself a 10 pound prime rib? No, I'm going to order pizza and drink wine and 
you know, That's not good to Shoot. stay up late <laughs> and sleep late. And cause now I'm getting up at seven 15 every morning cause he gets up at seven 15. So anyway, huh. what well, would you like to get up at if you could? Well, what I would do is I would get up, go to the bathroom, take my medicine, go back to bed and sleep until like 10 o'clock. <laughs> oh, wow. 10 o'clock. I'm one of those people now who, that can't not wake up when the sun comes up. Okay, that's interesting because really? I wake up every morning as soon as the light starts coming into the room. So it's the same kind of thing, but the, it's not the natural of the sun. But I can go back to sleep. I can, you know, roll back over and go back to sleep. I used to be able to sleep till noon when I was in my teens and 20s. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm up at 4.30 a.m. every yeah, day. I know, that's I crazy. I used to do that now. too, Nessa, when I was teaching. Uh-uh. I wish you got up at 4.30 in the morning to go to work, Archer? Yes, because I like to take my time in the morning. So even though I get up at mm-hmm. 4.30, I wouldn't leave the house until 6.30 because I would sit around, watch the news, eat my breakfast, take a shower, you know, just take my time. Feels good to rather than be rushed out of yeah. the house. Yeah, I do not like to be rushed for anything. I was the same way. The mornings are my most productive time, so... I, I, I have always been an early riser and I would spend time in the morning and then go to work for seven o'clock in the morning was my work start time usually. And then how long so, would you work till like three? Uh, no, five o'clock, five oh. or five thirty. When And previous to that, we would did 12 hour shifts. So oh, God, seven to seven or something like that. That's crazy. Well, anyway, thank you all so much for joining me on this um, Arch Gang Bang. I would like to give you each a couple seconds to talk about um, how people can reach you if they are interested in reaching you. And let's start with Nelsa. Nelsa. Um, you can find me at hellonelsa.com. Um, my applicable links and junk and stuff is all there. Excellent. Thank you. Faye Driver, where can people find you? I'm at the Pink Wheel Nuts podcast. There'll be an episode coming out in the next couple of days. And on Twitter, Faye Driver, F-E-Y-D-R-I-V-E-R. Now, didn't you have an episode come out just a couple of days ago? Um, Saturday, last Saturday. Okay, see, I'm behind. Yeah, there it is. I'm behind. Because <laughs> I haven't been walking this week, so I'm behind in my podcast listening. And West Stone, I haven't heard your podcast in a long time. No, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> the only place you can find me is on Twitter. I am at Wes Stone. Or Joan of Snark. Yeah, that's, yeah, there's the Twitter handle and then there's the name, Joan of Snark, that I use. Now, Wes, what's it going to do? What's it going to take to get you to go back to podcasting, even if you did it your individual personal show? Live it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring I back don't... Live It Up. I don't know. Uh, not sure. Sometimes I think about doing it, but then I go, oh, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> you, do it, you do it like I do it. I only do like one show every like four months when I yeah. feel like Well, that's it. true because it's been a while for you too, Nessa. <laughs> Although when they come through on my feed, I listen to them. So. But Wes, I think you should come back to podcasting. I really do think you should. Yeah. Second, second that motion. See, you have a beautiful voice, and you say you have nothing to talk about, but you actually do. Tell us about the Cracker Factory and 
Tell oh, us about your dating life and how depressed you are during COVID. <laughs> and I'm actually not depressed. I'm doing very well. Are you really? That's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. I thought you were depressed about COVID. I, I have been depressed my entire life, but um, so this I've, is nothing new then. <laughs> I've 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 been seeing a therapist for two years, so I've oh awesome made, made improvements upon that. Yeah. Well, if you want to feel better, take some Zoloft. I tried so loft and I really didn't feel that did anything for me. I take it twice a day and I love it. Oh, I would just like lie on the couch and stare up at the ceiling and not want to do anything. I mean, that's all he do. That must have been a high dose. I'm on a very low dose. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, anyway. Honestly, good for you for for seeing a therapist and getting your shit together. Yeah. Thank you. Honestly, as a podcast listener, I would be inspired to hear a podcaster talk about that. Seriously. Yes. And sharing your feelings and all of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We just love you. That's all. That's really what it is. Thank we just you. miss. I, I just you miss too. your voice in the in the and whole. The part. most important part is I've found that I have to love myself. That's that's what's changing it. And do you love yourself? I do. I have to every also day? be patient. Patient. Well, yeah, self loving myself every day. <laughs> <laughs> As he's making the jack off motion for those who can't see it at home. <laughs> you need to enjoy it while you can, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes twice a day. <laughs> there you. Oh, that's perfect. You know you have to come 21 times a month to keep that prostate in health. I, I think guess. Daniel even told us that. That's not twice a day. <laughs> or more, 21 times or more. That's, again, <laughs> still not twice a day. All right. Enough of this. <laughs> thank you all so much. And Wes, um, I really want you to come back to podcasting. And I'll leave it at that, period. All right, thank you. All right, so why don't you guys say it with me. Um, until next time... Bye. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.